side to side, trying to find the source, but the moaning seemed to be everywhere, yet nowhere. Before Tim had time to get any more scared than he already was, his bed began to rock and sway silently as if it were bobbing on the ocean. Clutching the side of his bed, Tim tried to scream for help, but nothing came out of his mouth. He tried again, this time at the top of his lungs. Mom, mom, make it stop, make it stop. Jay Murphy rushed into his room and flipped on the light. What's wrong, Timothy? Didn't you hear that strange sound? The terrified Boyd asked. Didn't you see my bed move? What are you talking about, honey? He told her about the awful moaning and how his bed had rocked by itself. She had seen and heard nothing. However, Jane clearly noticed the terror in her son's eyes. Sweetheart, it was just a nightmare, that's all, she said. You probably got some creepy thoughts from playing in the cemetery. Promise me you'll stay away from there. Now, she added as she straightened out his blanket, try to go back to sleep and think pleasant thoughts. I'll leave your door open and the bathroom light on. Good night, sweetie. I love you. Tim felt foolish that he had cried out for his mother. Maybe she's right. Maybe it was all a bad dream. He didn't sleep well the rest of the night. When he got up the next morning, he thought his conscience had played a trick on him because he had overturned the gravestone. Just to be on the safe side, maybe if I go to the cemetery and put the marker back, I, I won't have that bad dream again. Tim trudged through the old cemetery gates, trying to convince himself that the horror from the previous night was a figment of his imagination. But he still had a queasy feeling in his stomach. Somehow this isn't over yet, he told himself. As he neared the fallen gravestone, Tim stopped dead in his tracks. A boy was standing right next to Timothy Murphy's marker, and he hadn't been there a second ago. It was as if he had peered out of thin air, and there was something else out about him. His clothes were from another time. The boy looked about 14 years old, stocky, with red curly hair sticking out from under a tweed cap, the kind you'd see in an old movie. He wore black work boots, wool pants with the cuffs rolled up, and a dirty white shirt that was torn and tattered and bloody. But even worse, his right arm was missing, and his shoulder was soaked in blood. The boy squinted his eyes, grimaced in pain, and let out a spine-tingling moan, the same sound Tim had heard the night before. Seized with fear, Tim spun on his heels and ran through the monuments, past the cemetery gates, across the street, into the apartment building, and up the two flights of stairs to his floor before he dared turn around. He fumbled in his pocket for the key and had trouble unlocking the door to his apartment because his hands were trembling so much. Finally, he whipped inside and slammed and bolted the door. With his heart pounding, Tim waited for someone or something to come. Several minutes went by before he timidly walked to the window and peeked outside at the cemetery. No one was there. He then checked each room of the house. Nothing. Tim breathed a sigh of relief, thankful that his mother was at work so he didn't have to explain what had happened. But what did happen? Was it a prank? Was it my imagination? Or did I just see a ghost? Could that have been the ghost of the Timothy Murphy who died? Tim didn't have the answers. But he knew one thing, he was never, ever going back to that cemetery. That night, Tim didn't want to go to bed because he was still afraid. 
He wanted to stay up as late as he could. Because it wasn't a school night and his mother was tired from working all day, she let Tim watch television while she went to sleep. About 1 o'clock a.m., Tim stumbled into bed, making sure his door was open and the bathroom light was on. Then he drifted off to sleep. Just before dawn, Tim was jarred awake by that same dreadful moaning. He threw the covers over his head, but the moaning only intensified. And then Tim's flesh started to crawl when he felt the bed move again. Slowly at first, and then rocking back and forth until it burst into a violent shaking fit. As Tim held on to his bed for dear life, the covers flew off. What he saw horrified him. There, hovering at the end of his bed, was the moaning one-armed boy. He was staring at Tim with such fury that Tim was sure the boy was going to kill him. Before Tim could utter a sound, the lurching bed pitched him onto the floor.